Welcome to Positively West Virginia, where each week we share positive stories about successful West Virginia businesses making a difference in our great state. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WV News, United Bank, Mylin, and Interaction Media. Now, let's get down to business with your host, Jim Matuga. Hey, West Virginia. Are you ready to get down to business? Welcome to Positively West Virginia. Every week on our podcast, we interview West Virginia business leaders and share with you their positive business stories. We publish these stories on iTunes and Google Play and through print publications like the State Journal. Our goal is to help educate and inspire business people across the mountain state with these positive success stories. This week, we're going to learn about Mountain Rides LLC, a successful West Virginia sports promotion company, a cycling promotion company specifically, and their founder, Travis Olson. Travis, are you ready to get down to business? Absolutely, Jim. All right, Travis. I'm so glad you're on, the, on our podcast show to talk about your company. Travis Olson is founder of Mountain Rides LLC, located in Mononga, West Virginia. That's in Marion County, of course. Travis' company is really cool. He promotes gravel road cycling. It's not mountain biking. It's not road biking, not road cycling. It's gravel road cycling. And he hosts these races all across the state of West Virginia and other places. It's so exciting because Travis is kind of combining what I think are two really essential things in West Virginia, cycling and tourism, attracting people from as far far away as uh, nine different states in the last year or so. So we're going to learn about that. Travis, take a minute and fill some gaps in from that brief intro and give us a little behind-the-curtain look into your personal life. All right. Yeah, happy to do that for you, Jim. And uh, before I get started, I just want to say, you know, how how thankful I am that you had me on this show. So sure. uh, I look forward to speaking with you. Absolutely. Um, so to fill in some gaps, um, you know, you, you characterized it perfectly. You know, I, uh, I own a small LLC that specializes in cycling race promotion um, in the mountain state. I started roughly three years ago, um, really on a on a whim, um, you know, discussions between me and a few buddies where we would go cycling these beautiful gravel roads, um, primarily in the Monongahela National Forest around Spruce Knob. And uh, a couple of my buddies just uh, asked why I didn't host a couple races in the area or eat, you know, try to have a race to the highest point in West Virginia, which is Spruce Knob. So, um, you know, hearing that and, you know, tossing around the idea for a few more years, I finally jumped in with both feet three years ago and launched my first um, cycling race, founded Mountain Rides LLC so I could have a business to to back the race and the race promotion. Um, and really, um, you know, that was, uh, that was the catalyst to what Mountain Rides is now. Um, you know, we've grown by a couple races this year. Um, this is our third year in operation, like I previously mentioned. Um, we had a mountain bike race, um, just yesterday, this past weekend at Watersmith State Park, a six hour mountain bike race, um, you know, had a, had a bunch of folks come out and wallow in the mud for six hours on their mountain bikes. Um, everyone had a good time and, uh, uh, we have our next race, which is the big showcase event for mountain rides, which is, um, the gravel race up Spruce Knob on July 7th. And in September, on September 22nd, we're looking forward to hosting our first 
gravel race around Tigert Lake, uh, which we've named it the Fifty Shades of Gravel. Um, <laughs> Fifty Shades of Gravel, I love it. Yes, sir. Awesome. Um, and really for a, a little more background, you know, I grew up in West Virginia, grew up here in Monongah. Um, always loved to be outside, loved this state. Um, moved away to um, the Richmond and D.C. areas for for about eight years and, uh, you know, came back in the early 2000s, um, you know, established a family here, it all over again. Um, picked up cycling really as just a way to stay in shape. And it turned out, you know, I like the competitive piece of it. And also like just to get outside and you know, it helps clear your head when, you know, you're pedaling up a hill and you can't think of anything else. Um, you know, cycling is a great way to just, uh, you know, focus on one thing and, and you just clear your head and get ready for the next day and whatever life has in store for you um, from that point on. Um, but, you know, again, just love the state. Excellent. Well, well, Travis, what's, what's your, um, if you could give a 30 second elevator pitch for mountain rides, Tell the, tell the audience what, what, what it is in essence in 30 seconds. Yeah, absolutely. Mountain Rides um, LLC is a, it's a grassroots um, cycling promotion company. You know, we specialize in cycling races um, throughout the state of West Virginia. And we're also looking to branch out into cycling tourism in our beautiful state. Awesome, man. That's, that's beautiful. Travis, what, what would you say the one thing – that you're most excited about for your company mountain rides is right now. Um, the thing that most excites me is when I see, um, you know, registrants pre-register on our, on our site for, for these events that I hold and they come from all over the East coast. And I've even had folks from as far away from as uh, Texas come to the race, you know, just spreading by word of mouth and reputation. And that's what excites me the most is just people are talking about the race, talking about the state, talking about how beautiful, um, really the last couple of years, how beautiful Spruce Knob and the surrounding, um, forest service roads are, you know, that's, that's what really, um, makes me happy and know that I'm doing a great job. Excellent. Travis. Now I do have a couple of questions, you know, with regard to these races, what, what's the general length duration? I mean, tell us a little bit about the details of, of these races you're bringing into the state of West Virginia. Yeah, I'd be happy to. Um, so the cycling races that I promote, um, one at Spruce Knob has three different lengths, um, the longest being 72 miles, and then we have 52 and 32-mile courses for that one as well. Um, for the race around Tiger Lake, it's going to be roughly 65 miles. Um, you know, it's uh, for, in the cycling community, you know, 72 miles, it, it's a long way for anyone to ride a bike, but, you know, folks like the challenge. So, you know, we try to, you know, we try to provide that challenge for them. Absolutely. Now, the Spruce Knob uh, race, what is it called again? It's uh, the gravel race up Spruce Knob, and uh, it has a uh, it has an acronym. Everyone calls it Grusk. Awesome. So, so that's seventy two miles. Did I hear that right? Yes, that's our longest course. Okay, now, and that's on gravel roads. Yeah, it's probably eighty to eighty five percent gravel roads, um, National Forest Service roads. That's incredible. Yeah, so it sure is. So, like the the winner of that race, how, how long does it take him to ride? 72 miles? Uh, just over, and I'm recalling memory right now, um, just over, a little over four hours, four and a half hours. Mm. So really, really fast. It's, um, you know, it's, it's amazing how fast um, some of those some of those guys can go on those big steep climbs and gravel roads. It's just got to be grueling as all get out. Absolutely. It was, uh, it was so hot the first year I had it. You know, people were, uh, 
you know, there were a couple of snafus during the race. It was the first year promotion jitters, and uh, I think there was some miscommunication. And we have uh, what's called aid stations where racers can get water and refreshments and just relax under a canopy for a little bit and get out of the sun and have some shade. And the first aid station wasn't set up before they started one of the big climbs. And when folks got to the top of that, they were just toasted, um, you know, but they were able to get back in the race. Um, but, you know, like you said, it is grueling. Um, the thing about the spruce knob race, the, most of the, most of the hills in, in that part of the state, they're, they're huge, huge mountains, but the roads they have there aren't that steep. So it's really as hard as you want to make it. Um, but then again, you know, it's, um, you know, when you're on a seven mile climb doing nothing but pedaling uphill for, for an hour, it's, it can be pretty grueling. Yeah, absolutely. I remember there used to be a, um, several years ago, I was into road bike ra- uh, racing and we had a race that started at Snowshoe Mountain at the top and finished at the at the top of Snowshoe. And it was a hundred miles a century ride road bike. And uh, I don't even know, I think it was called the uh, Cheap Mountain Challenge, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know if that race is still around, but the, I know a hundred miles on roads, you know, paved roads is, is grueling. I couldn't imagine 70 72 miles uh, going up Spruce Knob, that's got to be insane. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not too bad. Um, you know, I've, I'm not in the best of shape, but, you know, I can, I, I mean, my times on that are, you know, a little over six hours. Um, so that just shows the fitness of some of those top riders. It, it probably illustrates my lack of fitness as well, but, um, you know. <laughs> well, you're running a business, so, I mean. Yeah, that, yeah. that's right. It, you know, it's hard to get out and when you're trying to get ready for these races, it's hard to find some spare time to go ride my bike for six hours. Absolutely. Well, I really appreciate the background on that stuff. Yeah, no problem. I may uh, think of another question or two as we go along. Travis, as a business owner, somebody who's who's run running your LLC, uh, you know, uh, gravel road cycling business, uh, pr- you know, promoting these races and everything around the state of West Virginia, uh, you're, you're in a, a couple years, two or three years now. As a business owner, what's been your worst business moment yet? Take us to that place. Kind of share with our audience your worst experience. Sometimes we can learn a lot just from that one experience. So, um, so, so the one that comes to mind as, as you know, strictly a business owner, but also you know, a race promoter at the same time, someone who's looking to not make mistakes in what they do and provide their clients with the best possible product. So. Um, during the first race that I had at Spruce Knob, and this was the first race I ever promoted independently. I had helped folks out before with theirs, but this was the first time I'd really jumped in and done it myself. And I quickly learned, um, as, as race day came near and near how, how truly unprepared I was, you know, where, where I, th- I thought I was prepared until the week of the race. And then all of a sudden, all these things have to happen. And it, it truly takes a small army of, of, um, volunteers, um, and help to put these races on. Um, especially since I I really don't do this to make money. I do it mainly to promote cycling and just do something fun and get folks exposure to the state and cycling in general. So it's hard for me to hire employees. So what happened that first year is I had, um, I had some folks volunteering and, you know, you, you go through the, you go through a lot of the instructions that you have to give them because one of the main jobs is to point racers in the right direction. Uh, you know, a lot of times you can have all the signs you want, but when someone is in race mode and they're flying down a hill, 
you know, it helps to have a person at a busy intersection just to tell them where to go. It's, you know, a little peace of mind for the cyclist. Well, what happened? This was a very crucial spot where the course split between the 72-mile and the 52-mile courses. And, um, you know, the, the person I had stationed there, people I had stationed there had misinterpreted um, the directions um, that we had gone over the night before and was pointing folks down the wrong road. So, and, um, and this was a, a part where I couldn't get to easily because we, we go through some gated forest roads and you can't take a car through there. So I, I normally try to be the lead car and, you know, go in front of the racers to make sure everyone's at their stations and all the signs are still there. Well, when I get to that spot, um, you know, I see about 12 racers flying down this gravel road that is not on the course and they're about to crest the top of the hill and head down the other side. And it's a seven mile descent down into a small town called Whitmer. And I knew if they got over that edge and started down the other side, there's no way I could catch them because they can fly downhill much faster than a car can take tight turns. Um, so I was doing my best rally car impression, um, taking off after these racers and turning them around. But I remember at that moment, my heart just sunk and, and it wasn't a full blown panic attack, but it was, um, it was one of the worst moments that I've probably had, um, you know, in recent years. And, you know, I just, a lot of lessons learned at that moment as a business owner, you know, try to get things squared away way ahead of time and try to anticipate those types of problems. Um, you know, almost make it, almost make it dummy proof where, you know, if, if a volunteer wouldn't show up or become ill and couldn't man that intersection, have enough signs to where it's completely clear, you know, and have backups for your backups. Now that was, that was probably the, one of the most pivotal, horrifying moments of, you know, my, uh, my LLC career. Awesome story, man. In one sentence, tell us that, tell us the one takeaway from that experience. If you could sum it up. Um, Preparation, preparation, preparation. Love it. Three words, man. Yeah, ab- absolutely. I mean, as you're telling that story, my heart was sinking with you. <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, some of the some of the lead pack, their hearts sank too because I had to tell them to turn around, and they wasted a mile and had to catch back up to to the to the rest of the pack. So it was it was pretty disheartening all the way around. <laughs> Oh man, oh man, Travis, you've talked a, a lot about uh, the, you know the reason why you're you're bringing these these races and these tourists uh, from out of state into West Virginia. What you, what would you say is the the best thing about being a business owner in West Virginia? Um, you know, especially for what I do, the business that I'm in, it's beautiful. You know, it's it's hard to pick a more beautiful state to have a cycling um, company. Um, and even though I do it as just a, a you know, it's hard to even say it's a part-time job. It's really just a hobby, hobby job, but it's, um, you know, it's just nice to showcase and show off your state. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think it's very cool, man. I, I think, uh, you know, what you're doing, you know, and this, who knows where this business is going to go, but I think it's really cool that you're doing this. It's almost like a passion project, you know, and, um, it's a labor of love. Well, uh Travis, I want to take a few minutes and, and mention our incredible sponsors for the for the podcast, Positively West Virginia. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WVNews.com, Interaction Media, United Bank, and Milan. It's the support we receive from these organizations that allow us to sh- uh, share and highlight the incredible things happening throughout the great state of West Virginia. 
All right, Travis, let's get back into it. You know, what you talk about this being, you know, a um, almost like your side hustle business right now. It's really a neat concept you've got going. What's the vision you have for this long term? Can you share that with us? Yeah, I think the vision I have long term, um, you know, it's it's so much fun to do um, that it, it would be something that I would love to pursue full time in retirement. And that, you know, it's quite a few years away. But I think the experience I gain here and, and hopefully the reputation that I'm, I'm getting for mountain rides is, is going to help me, um, you know, realize that dream. Absolutely. Travis, you mentioned, you know, you have, uh, I think you said last year you had riders from nine different states as far away uh, as Texas come in and participate in your, in your, uh, in your mountain rides, your races here in West Virginia. Um, how do they, how do these folks, um, how do you promote uh, these races? How do you get the word out and how do you attract these folks coming into West Virginia? So there's, there's a couple of different ways. So, you know, word of mouth, um, you know, that's, and that's hard to do for the very, to get a, an event like this off the ground. But um, what you do is, uh, you know, Facebook and other social media, um, it's a, it's a really valuable tool for things like this. And, you know, you can, you can spend just a few dollars on some of the social media promotions and hit a huge audience um, that's going to see your events. So, you know, that's, that's one of the primary ways. Um, I have a website, although I found that um, social media is um, a little more valuable than the website. I get a lot more hits on the, the Facebook page and posts that I create than I ever did with the website. So um, I don't keep that up as much as I used to. Um, and also there are some national cycling race and event registration sites. Um, you know, the, the main one I use for, for registration, um, it's, a, it's called bikereg.com. And what they do is just, they, they host registration um, for a small online fee for your events. And they have events from, um, you know, all disciplines, whether it's mountain biking, road biking, or they call these gravel grinders that I put on. Um, and it reaches a national audience and folks go there and they can pick what region they wanna look at and find events in their area um, based on how many miles they want to drive away from their house. So, you know, that's been a, a, an incredibly powerful tool. And um, another thing that I like to do is I like to go ride and attend these races. So I'll take, I'll take a tent and some banners and put up and just talk to folks as I'm racing or, you know, before and after the race and, you know, just do a little self-promotion and marketing at these events. Um, you know. Absolutely. So Travis, a, a little specific information about, about the actual bikes. Now these are, these are road bikes that are uh, modified to ride in gravel, or are they mountain bikes? Or what? Talk talk a little bit about uh, how that works. Oh, sure, yeah, and uh, you know this is a fun topic because you know I love talking about bikes and seeing what bikes show up at the races. But um, you know, a lot of uh, you know you you can probably attest to this as a kid or even as an adult cyclist. You know, if if, if you were on your road bike with skinny tires and you were on a gravel road, you know it could get kind of squirrely. Um, so, you know, not a lot of control sometimes, especially if it's bigger gravel or loose gravel. So what a lot of uh, racers use um, for these types of races are what, what's called cyclocross bikes. Um, and cyclocross bikes are essentially, it's a, it's a sport that's more popular in Europe than it is here in the States, but it's essentially a modified road bike where you can have um, not quite mountain bike tires, but you can have a skinnier knobby tire. Um, and I, I, 
that seems to be the bike of choice for a lot of these races. You know, the drop bar handle bike that looks like a road bike, essentially. But you can just run um, a little bit wider tires on there, but nothing so wide that it's going to give you too much drag when you're on some paved or smoother, um, you know, dirt road sections. Um, but but you see mountain bikes and at these events a lot, and they'll put a smoother tire on their mountain bikes and ride their mountain bikes. And, you know, a lot of people have good success with that. You know, our, our first year at the, the Spruce Knob Race, um, the winner was on a mountain bike um, and just absolutely flew on the course. Um, and then you see all kind of hybrids. It's, it's, fun to, it's fun to see. Yeah, so, so in, in West Virginia, Travis, do we have, do we have some um... – you know what you would consider professional or semi-professional cyclists that are that are known around the country as well is this i i I don't really follow the sport but talk talk a little bit about um you know the notoriety that west virginia has not only as a destination but some of our riders and racers that we have out there yeah we have what what we have um you know in the morgantown area especially is we have some really nationally we, we do have nationally ranked racers um I don't think any of them are doing that professionally as a, a full-time job, but we do have some who are prof- I mean, retired professional riders who used to do this as their main gig, um, and they'd tour around the country and to other countries and, and race bicycles. Um, you know, and we had a few pros show up. They weren't from West Virginia last year, but they were from right across the border over in Harrisonburg, Virginia, show up to the Spruce Knob Race. But uh, West Virginia does have... Um, you know, based on the train, there's, you know, and I, I know you can relate, uh, especially with that snowshoe ride you were talking about there, there are not a lot of easy roads to ride a bike on in West Virginia, unless you stick on the rail trail or near the river where it's flatter, mm-hmm. but it tends to breed incredibly strong cyclists. And, um, you know, a lot of the folks that I ride with, almost all the folks I ride with are way stronger than I am, but you have folks that are nationally ranked and they go to the, uh, the amateur national, um, races and, and they do incredibly well. Um, you know, there are a couple in particular that live in the Morgantown area and they've been, you know, racing for 30 plus years and, you know, they're still knocking it out and it's really impressive. And, you know, it's really a inspiration to watch them race. Very cool. Travis, what's one piece of advice you would give to a, a, a young business owner or entrepreneur, maybe somebody like yourself that's, uh, wanting to get into business and never really, um, never really had the chance, but they decided to take that leap. What's one piece of advice you would give to, uh, to young people in West Virginia? I think that piece of advice is, you know, take the risk, you know, just, just jump in. Um, you know, it's uh, follow, follow your dream and, um, you know, don't be afraid to, you know, take that risk and try it out. Excellent. What's one thing you do every day, Travis, that you think contributes to your success? You know, I, I think it's just, um, you know, foster the relationships you have with people. Um, because what I found is you can't do something like this alone. Um, and if you try, you won't be successful. So, you know, foster your relationships with your family to make sure they support you and the people around you. Um, you know, that's, that's made such a huge, um, you know, difference in, in, you know, what I do. I love that. That's, that's, that's great advice. What's one resource you use in your business each day that you just can't live without? Um, to be honest, it's probably, um, you know, it's, it's probably, well, I hate to say social media and, you know, seem like I'm attached to Facebook and things like that, but, 
um, you know, that's the easiest way to reach the most people. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. What's one book and you my recommend bicycle, for? Of course. <laughs> What's that? I said, and my bicycle, of course. <laughs> your bike. Kind of what kind of bike thing. do you ride? We'll give a shout out uh, to your... You know, I, I ride all kinds of bikes. I, uh, um, I don't know if you want to know the specific brands, but I'm, 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 you know, fond of Cannondale bicycles and I have a Santa Cruz mountain bike and, um, I like almost everything except, um, you know, I'm not much of a triathlete. I'm not a triathlete at all. So I don't have those fancy aero bikes. Um, and I, I don't really like the downhill aspect of, you know, those crazy downhillers that are jumping off, you know, 30 foot jumps and things like that. I'm just too old and take too long to heal at this point in my life. And I'll leave that to the young kids. Travis, uh, as far as uh, any details, I mean, we covered a lot of ground uh, in the last 25 minutes or so. Is, is there anything that you would like to, um, you know, to kind of circle back on or, or uh, maybe something we haven't uh, hit on that you think would be of, of value to our, of our listeners? Um, well, I, th- I think one of the things are, you know, I could circle back on is, um, at least from the business aspect, you know, I, I said, you know, for those young folks to take risks and things like that. And, you know, that's probably a pretty, pretty broad statement. Um, you know, I, I think the, you know, one of the takeaways is to take calculated risks. And that's probably a better way to frame that comment. Um, you know, always make sure you do your homework to the best of your ability. Um, but there's still that margin of error and you just have to gauge that before you jump into something. But, uh, you know, that's one thing I would like to circle back on and just say, you know, take the risks and, um, just do your homework. Yep. That's great, great advice. And I appreciate you, you know, uh, you know, circling back around on that and filling the, filling the gap in on that. That's good stuff right there. Travis, if you could meet any, if you can meet anyone in West Virginia, who would it be? Oh, wow. That's a, that's another tough one. Um, anyone in West Virginia? Well, I mean, yeah, somebody who maybe could help your business uh, get to the next level. Yeah. So, um, you know, and and, I, and I'll say this because he's a, he, he's one of the local heroes, you know, Nick, I, I think I'd, I'd like to meet, um, well, I don't know if I can give you two people, but, uh, sure. you know, you know, Senator Manchin, you know, he's a, uh, um, you know, he's done a lot. He grew up in this area, Marion County, and he's, you know, he, he did a lot before he became Senator as governor. And, you know, he, he's a interesting man. And I've met him a few times, but he's someone I would like to sit down and, you know, just chat with. He seems like he'd be a pretty interesting, um, fun guy to, to talk to. And, you know, I'd like to learn a lot from him. And I think the other one being sports related would be, you know, he doesn't live in West Virginia now, but Nick Saban and the way he's managed, you know, the way he's, uh, managed the team, um, you know, and what his philosophy is on, you know, sports and, and business and things like that. He would he would be incredibly interesting to sit down with for, for an hour and, and talk with. I agree. I'd like to do that. Maybe we can make arrange the three of us sit down, have a cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Let's Travis, make that work. Uh, in, in closing here, how can our listeners learn more about your company? And uh, you mentioned Facebook. Maybe you can give a give that address a shout out. And we'll put it in the show notes and any other ways that folks can get in touch with you. Yeah. So so Facebook um, Mountain Rides LLC, um, and if you just. Uh, if you just Google Mountain Ride LLC, that that's what will come up. Um, so my, my, I have a new website just for Mountain Rides under construction now. Um, 
So the website is the best way because I, I have a website, Spruce Knob Cycling, um, but I created it to mainly promote the Spruce Knob race. Um, but I would say Facebook uh, would be the easiest way to learn about mountain rides and see everything that we have going on. That's awesome. Well, Travis, well, thank you so much for being a guest on Positively West Virginia. I think what you're doing in attracting out-of-state visitors to West Virginia to participate in your what sound like amazing bike races and these gravel uh, bike races is just incredible. I, I, I commend you for doing this as a passion project. I commend you for, you know, for promoting cycling, which is just a really uh, healthy uh activity you know for for people of all ages really so keep up the great work uh, you've been inspiring to listen to and learn about and i just want to thank you for being on the show today well thank you jim it's been a pleasure and you know i appreciate everything that uh, you're doing for the state um, and, and small businesses like mine within the state and um, you know really enjoyed this conversation with you today yeah me too man thank you well folks that's a wrap on another episode of positively west virginia Positively West Virginia is brought to you by The State Journal, WVNews.com, Interaction Media, United Bank, and Milan. As we continue on our journey to help share positive stories and companies and people doing amazing things all across the mountain state, just like Travis Olson and Mountain Rides, LLC, our hope is that we in some way inspire and teach you all by sharing these wonderful success stories in West Virginia. If you or someone you know would be a great guest on the show, drop us a line on our website, PositivelyWV.com. We appreciate all the comments and encouragement, too. And, of course, we encourage you to share your uh, stories of, uh, on your social media channels as well. On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team, until next time, I'm your host, Jim Matuga.